You did it. <laughs> what? I'm helping. <laughs> I'm participating. <laughs> On the Wet Coast, a podcast about sexuality and ethical non-monogamy of every variety. We talk polyamory and swinging, monogamish and open relationships, from dirty, dirty sex to heartbreak. We share our personal experiences and philosophy, observations and theory, what works for us and where we fucked it right up. Join us on the Wet Coast. Hey everyone, welcome. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash on the wet coast. You can tweet along with us, hashtag on the wet coast. Follow us on Twitter at Wet Coast Cat, that's cat with a K, at Sirius Flick, at On the Wet Coast. Read blogs, reviews, and more, www.onthewetcoast.com. And you can email us comments or questions at contact at onthewetcoast.com. And if you like what we're doing, please rate us and leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite platform. It makes a huge difference for us. Thanks! Sexy vacations can be one of the incredibly fun perks of non-monogamous lifestyle. Going to different cities and countries is always amazing, but going to different places and having sex with people, that takes the amazing factor up to a whole new level. From hitting up locals via a dating site, to visiting loves and sexy friends in their cities, to conferences, to hotel takeovers, to full-on swinger resorts, sexy holidays, or vacations run a huge fun spectrum. On this episode of On the Wet Coast, we've got Cooper Beckett from Life on the Swing Set here to discuss sexy vacations and his newly released book, Approaching the Swingularity, that is set in a steamy vacation paradise. Welcome back to the Wet Coast, Cooper. <laughs> Thank you. You're so prepared. I'm in, I'm very impressed, and I it sounds like it sounds like uh, sarcasm, but it really isn't. <laughs> it's not sarcasm. It's a speech impediment. Um, <laughs> I, I have to say that first off, uh, I I really have a lot of jealousy about the portmanteau in the title of your novel. It's like swingularity. I wish I could. You know, I have a lot of, um, am I being obnoxiously clever, and who the fuck could figure out how to spell it? So should I change the name to something simple like Sexy Vacations? And then it's like, no, that's obvious. Don't do that. And then I then I worry about keywords because, you know, I'm an entrepreneur also. So it's it's really just a lot of stress. <laughs> it does get you a lot of sexy geek points though. Yeah. <laughs> swingularity. So 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 tell us tell us, you know, why what is the swingularity that they're approaching? I don't know. Actually, you know, the swing, approaching the swingularity was the uh, the title of my first novel until uh, we all thought that was way too clever for that. <laughs> so, so it got outvoted unanimously. The first yeah, time it, it got shut down, and then I was like, "No, I'm fucking using it next time." <laughs> and then I started talking about it on podcasts. That this is the name of my next book, and then it's too late and, because it's already. Out and there. yeah, at that point, it's too late. I've already released the name of the next book, and I don't even know what I'm doing. For that, so. <laughs> I'm surprised you. I gotta stop doing that shit. Yeah, you know, it just boxes me in a corner. So, um, on the subject of sexy travel, um, yes, the, I, I understand that features prominently in your new novel. <laughs> it, it, it nicely, nicely set up there. Yes, uh, the the novel takes place at a sexy resort called Aphrodite's, mm. and it takes place over seven days with uh, seven characters exploring their their internal struggles, their relationship struggles, and stuff from before the trip. So it's the nexus point in this story. Nice. 
So it, maybe the swingularity is um, is is that point where um, you know every character mentioned in the novel eventually becomes a point of view character. So the first first oh, novel, so yes. first novel had had a couple. This one has seven. <laughs> Next one oh, no. will have. Three hundred and seventeen, yeah. yeah. and yeah. Uh, you know, and and then the next the next one, it it will just be, everyone will have six words, and that's, <laughs> well, I think unlike unlike uh, George R. R. Martin's editor, my editor would probably tell me to knock that shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, so, he, he he does what he does, but what he does needs an editor, and yeah, I, uh, yeah. and he yeah. needs to stop naming all the characters with the same first letter, you know. <laughs> Or, or the same sounding name. See, I listen yeah. to the audiobooks. Oh, yeah. And uh, there's like Quentin and Quentin or something. Yeah. And it sounds like exactly the same person. I was so confused. Yeah. Thank you for using uh, distinctly different names yes. in your novel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I, I try. Yeah. That, that helps a lot. And actually, you know, the, the, the two lesbians were originally Carmen and Krista. And I renamed Carmen because... People were getting confused because both of the lesbians' names started with C and were vaguely the similar. So it was just like, you know, I'm just going to head this off. I'm going to change the name and we'll be done with it. <laughs> yeah, that's often a real problem for me in books. I didn't find it in this book because they were such distinctly different names in my brain. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, that that's definitely something I get very confused about in novels quite often. Like, who the <laughs> fuck is that guy? So, uh, so it's set in a swinger resort. Is that a real thing? Is this an actual thing that people can go to? Did you make this up? I'm not laughing at you. I think it's wonderful. You are you are actually interviewing. You know, it's unlike what I do on my show, which is don't interview and just sort of uh, get around to topics. I don't know, but yes, uh, this this book is my love letter to a place that means a lot to me, which is Desire Resort in uh, Cancun, mm -hmm. and I yeah. wanted to write about the feeling that place had. While obviously you don't you don't just write about a place and all the people there and hope everyone's fine. So you change the name, you change some characteristics, but ultimately it's about a feeling that you get. And the, that environment is one of my favorite places on Earth and maybe my favorite. You, you have <laughs> you have said that it, it's your favorite place on earth, and yeah. and yeah, you know I, presumably you, you meant it at the time. Uh, even I, I I mean it. Yes, I, I mean even it. Even if now. your hometown is really jealous right now, but well, my hometown couldn't give a shit. <laughs> I actually right now live uh, like uh, less than a mile from where I grew up, so. Uh, you know, and it's Chicago, so Chicago didn't care about you. It didn't care about anybody. <laughs> Well, having been lucky enough to be at Desire um, Resort and Spa, uh, I can definitely say that you captured the feel of the place in the novel. Yay! Um, I, you including know, the stress? Including the stress. <laughs> and especially as someone, we'll, we'll get into it later. Oh, shit. <laughs> Uh-oh. Our doorbell just rang. Did yeah. you order food? Uh, no. We no. didn't. We ordered uh, your, right your brown-eyed girl. Um, wow. Just showed up on our doorstep. Wait, are you serious? I am serious. Because <laughs> that's odd, but awesome. <laughs> that is odd, but awesome. Uh, she's, she stayed with us this weekend. Um, oh, she was okay. at a conference in town. And she just popped in to drop something off for Dr. Liz. <laughs> there's all sorts of wow, things. Wow, there's connections I'm everywhere. I'm currently talking to Cooper Beckett on a podcast. 
<laughs> Do you want to say hi, brown-eyed girl? Absolutely. Hello. Well, hello, Cooper. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I can definitely hear the surprise in your voice. I'm equal. Well, yeah. Well, I asked them if they ordered food, and she said, no, we ordered your brown-eyed girl. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> it's, well, something like that, sure. <laughs> <laughs> And then, to my surprise, it was actually true. She wasn't just fucking with me. <laughs> this is for reals, yeah. yeah it probably for reals. a lot, right? Yeah. Well, it does. It does. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I just uh, I just uh, got back from this weekend's, uh, or we just wrapped up this weekend's uh, first ever Solo Polycon 2017 in oh. Vancouver. Well, that's um, very cool. And uh, it was... Terribly exciting. It was the first time, that, as far as we know, that this has been done in the world. Wow. We think. Nice. And uh, there was definitely... Hey, you can say of... things like that because until someone proves you wrong, really, it's, it's Make fine. a claim and then defy yeah. anyone to, to prove you differently. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> um, yeah, and as it turns out, you know what? <laughs> There's non-monogamous people all over the world. Crazy. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> this, is, this is what they tell us. I'm still not convinced. Well... We've seen them at least on three continents. Yeah, we had we had three continents um, at this conference, actually. Wow, very yeah, nice. discussion of solo poly and relationship anarchy and all kinds of non-monogamous topics. It was, uh, it was really great. Mm, cool. Yeah. Well, well thanks, thanks for dropping by. This is, it's like a sitcom or something. So. No, it, it's, it's more like, like the, uh, the variety show yes. where it's yes. in someone's fake house. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, it's, you know, it's TV's John Stewart. Wow. Where, where, where did you come from? I was yeah. just hanging out. You're going for a walk, you know, and I thought I'd stop by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. It's not possible that Brown Eyed Girl and Dr. Liz Powell and, you know, Wet Coast Cat and Flick all know each other, you know, <laughs> and that we know Cooper. What the hell? This is, this is so unlikely. This, this, the, this show is jumping the shark like this makes no sense by all accounts the least likely thing that has ever happened yeah. i'm i'm really just a gimmick a plot device in this case to me yeah. are, you, are you the cousin oliver like we brought you in because you know the, the ratings were low and we're trying to shake things up no she's been she's been there since since almost the beginning wow. the brown-eyed girl um yes that's that's right actually um I Long met time, you yeah. um, when you were doing a panel um, with the yeah. Swing Set crew. I think that was 2012. Uh, sounds about right. Yeah, 2011, yeah. 2012 in San Francisco. Maybe, yeah, maybe even 2011. Yeah. Wow. Uh, something like that, yeah. <laughs> very early on. Very, very early on. Yeah. Um, and then I was quite surprised um, to find out that I was discussed on the podcast. <laughs> Um, uh -oh. And then that Cooper wrote about me. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I guess I made an impression. <laughs> you, you did. You do make you an did. impression. <laughs> well, thank you. You all make impressions, too. <laughs> you know, in fact, I was told recently uh, by someone who was also at that convention who wanted to talk to me after the session, but didn't. And I always wondered why. And it's because she said, you and I had electric chemistry. Oh. And so she just didn't even want to get involved. She didn't want to get caught in the yeah. middle of that. Clearly. 
And well, actually, I was just out to dinner with Prof, and we were talking about uh-huh. the when when I was all high and uh, was really <laughs> yes. angry that he was being charming with you at lunch because he I was. brought you to lunch. He was very charming. <laughs> well, that's just him, you know. I I shouldn't, you know, be upset with the tiger for having stripes. That's that's Prof. You knew he was a scorpion when you picked him up. I did, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, I have to say, it was fun for me flirting with him and seeing the looks that you were shooting him. <laughs> <laughs> like it was, was his so fault, angry. right? Like it was his fault. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, well, I need to get back onto my journey. Yeah, otherwise this is going to turn into one of those clip shows where yeah. we have yeah. to, like, you know, show flashbacks yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> I assume when you, when you hear the like chimes, you know we're flashing back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it was good to talk with you, Cooper. Yeah, likewise. <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk soon. <laughs> talk soon. I'll, I'll be right back. Is that is that just? Will we release that whole segment as like a mini episode or something? <laughs> I'm not we'll, sure. We'll see. How, we'll see how that edits out. I mean, it all fits in because it was all because of travel. It's all because of sexy it's travel. Yeah, it's and true. yeah, that that is that is how. I met and connected with her, and that is how you met and connected with her, and it, it all just mashes up. So. Well, and here, and she was she was in town for a conference. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is again one of our topics. So, but if we <laughs> if we just sort of do a little bit of the uh, the Wayne's World, like and get back to the main part of our topic, the main thrust. One of the ways that. <laughs> wow, I'm so derailed. Um, that some of the types of sexy vacations you can take um, is just going to a different city and through a dating site, look for locals who are uh, have profiles up and might be interested in meeting up. Right. Um, also visiting your existing loves and sexy friends in their cities um, or meeting up, th- up with them in a different city, perhaps, you know, a neutral location. We know that the Highlanders <laughs> had to meet on on uh, on hallowed ground uh, for yeah. safety. So, well, so, so no one's in charge. Yes, yeah, so no, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no one's got home field advantage, right? <laughs> it's it's like a a competition, apparently. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, you yeah. can also travel okay, with fair. your loves or sexy friends. Um, and just like Brown Eyed Girl, you can travel for conferences. You know, um, you, it could be vanilla conferences, but especially. Uh, sex positive conferences, things things around you know um, the lifestyle or sex geekery in general. There's yeah. also hotel takeovers, and uh, as featured in approaching the swingularity, uh, swinger resorts are a popular type of sexy vacation. These all sound lovely. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely use a well, a a vacation, but b a sexy vacation would be quite delightful. I think we've got a hundred and eighty something days nice. until we get to go back to uh, Desire. Hmm. One eighty seven. One eighty seven. That's isn't that police code for homicide? Yeah, it is. It yeah. is. <laughs> Read into that what you will. <laughs> All y'all are getting me hot. <laughs> All the sexy talk. <laughs> I got game. Uh, so when you. Uh, when you're going to a new city, you can uh, contact locals through a dating site, as we said, uh, sites like Cassidy.com. 
and they often have like rendezvous kind of options, or you can just be in a different city and uh, and search for people in that area that might uh, be uh, interested in meeting up and might catch your eye. Some some friends of ours have had a lot of success through Craigslist, actually, uh, especially when really? traveling. Yeah. Okay. Um, in fact, a, a couple that we met on on Cassidy, who were actually the first couple that we played with, mm-hmm. and which I think. Uh, you know, outside of our, our threesome, which otherwise could have been an anomaly, this was essentially our first real four-way into a four, foray. <laughs> <laughs> it was our first real four-way as well as foray. <laughs> our first real foray into four-ways. Um, into four-ways. And, um, you know. And, That's and, well done right there. And, <laughs> just well done. And that, uh, and that couple, they they travel quite a bit, and they they use Craigslist to to find people for the most part when when uh, when traveling, hmm. um, you know other other couples or even just you know um, a bunch of bunch of uh, single guys looking to be, uh, be to be down. So <laughs> one thing I'll suggest on that is uh, if you're meeting up with uh, another couple from out of town, you're both from out of town, you maybe shouldn't share the hotel room. For the first night. Yes. Maybe get separate rooms for at least night one with then the option to condense to a single room because it can be overwhelming very quickly if you're not, uh, if you've never spent actual time in the real world with another couple or another person. Yeah, mm. no, that makes a lot us. of sense. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, and in fact, like, you know, our, our first threesome, we, we spent the night in the hotel. Which and, was a terrible, terrible idea. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It was. It was like you know we, um, you know, uh, had our fun, did everything. Everyone had a great time, and then it was very much like, oh, uh, okay, now what? It was. It was. It was like the sitting on the back of the bus at the end of the graduate, and. Um, <laughs> And, and, I mean, she was delightful. We were happy to spend time with her. She's a good friend of ours and, and remains so. But it was just like we just kind of ran out of things to talk about. And I think all of us would have been really happy to just watch Netflix or something, but we hadn't thought to bring the Apple TV. Or, or pull out our Kindles or whatever. Like yeah. That. yeah. And it was just like this, like, oh, God. So That's, yeah, good tip. <laughs> yeah. Good tip. Well, yeah, you, yeah, you, need, to, you need to have uh, neutral ground. And yeah. I think in, in any uh, distance, especially if you're the one traveling to someone else's place, you know, it's it's really difficult when you are being hosted to have a place to retreat to. So if you're going to visit someone and you know yourself that you need um, space, you need a place where you can be by yourself or... If you just know you need, I'm going to sit over here and read my book and you don't have to uh, bother about me. You don't have to offer me anything. You don't have to focus on me. I just need it. It's good to talk that stuff out beforehand because so many people don't recognize what these things are that they need until they're in a situation where they don't have them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this kind of leads into sort of the the next uh, travel type, you know, visiting your sexy friends at their homes, right? Yeah. You know, we, uh, thanks to the internet, you know, a lot of our loves and partners will be in uh, different places, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, possibly casual partners, but sometimes, you know, really, really intense connections. And so, yeah, talking about... 
your specific needs for space or contact you know how how much you want to to see the city while you're there right like what yeah. you're you know what oh yeah you know all all that's all stuff you want to you want to talk about beforehand and you know and if you're going for the first time this might be the first time you actually see them in their real lives and so it might be quite different to actually you know see that you know um that part of their life when they they haven't sort of got their you know i'm i'm in sexy mode uh persona up yeah meeting in a neutral city is uh you know is is one way to kind of deal with the you know that that aspect you know um and um yeah i, th- I did I, I think you spoke to that a little bit cooper how um you know it's the it's the neutral ground when the neutral ground at the same time uh you know we we've talked to a lot of people about how sometimes non-monogamy seems like a if not rich man's game mm-hmm. at least uh a a decently middle class game yeah. you know and one of the ways you can mitigate some of that is like if someone is is flying to you offering space is a wonderful way to take on some of that that financial burden because i i know i can't afford to go flying around i just literally cannot yeah and so it makes it very difficult for me to hang out with any of these people in the various cities around the world that I really would love to spend time with. Um, but knowing if, if I needed it, that I could fly somewhere and have a place to stay. But that's why it's so important to define what you need uh, outside of sexy time. Because when someone is staying with you, there is that weird expectation or question, do I spend all my time with them? Do they want me to spend all my time yeah, with them? Yeah. Do yeah. I want to spend all my time with them? So these are things that you definitely want to discuss uh, before the trip because odds are the person coming to visit you or the person you're going to visit has their own feelings about how their space or emotional bandwidth uh, can be utilized. And so it just conversation can solve so many of these problems. Yeah. yeah. And as someone who is very introverted and really needs a lot of personal space and a lot of time where I don't have to be on, I find it very stressful visiting people and not having somewhere that I can go hide and like just shut down all unimportant mechanisms for a while. (laughs) Um, Activating maintenance mode. Knowing, knowing how to express that and being like really clear, like it's, it's not that I don't like you, but I just need to do this so I can stay, you know, sane and engaged is, is just really important to, to figure that stuff out. And, and it's, you'll find that it's quite different with different people, depending on the, the connection and the types of sort of to be a little woo like energy that you have between you some people are really easy to just like be near on the couch and read separately and just you know be together but not need to be engaged and other people like if you're there they just want your attention they want your your energy and it can be really draining if if you're not up for that 
Yeah, so Absolutely. be very cautious when you're going to stay with energy vampires. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and, and that's good. No, that's good. That's a good one. Yeah, and you know, and one one consideration really is, um, you know, uh, is the person you're going to see partnered or not? And yeah. so, you know, it's probably a good idea to find out ahead of time. Okay. How much one-on-one time are we likely to have? Is this, you know, um, is this something that's that's going to be okay? Um, and you know, would it be easier, to, you know, if we do want one-on-one time, you know, is would it be easier if we actually spent some of that time uh, somewhere else, whether we, you know, rented a room somewhere or you know, or even just got it, got out of the house together? So, mm-hmm. so yeah, these these are these are things to to think about, bef- you know, before. Because, you know, you you might show up and it turns out that your metamor has, to, you know, has the week off. And so it's, you know, it's going, it's going to be the three of you for, for the entire stay. Yeah. Yeah. And we've definitely done that when people have come in town to see you where you've gone to stay in a hotel or um, the two of you have stayed downstairs and I've just kind of done my thing. Um, and, you know, that can work well if that is okay with everyone involved, yeah, but it yeah. isn't always okay with everyone involved. What's really a very different experience as I found out this week is, is actually traveling with, um, with a, a non anchor partner. So, um, you know, go basically going on vacation together. Uh, it's, um, and, that a lot of a lot of unexpected things uh, came up in that. You know, one of the one of the weirdest things. You know, it um, it's it's going to be very different from um, spending a few days in your home with with uh, with your loves, and um, you know, the uh, travel has its own unique stresses. Um, mm-hmm. People people react to the stresses of travel differently, and so travel often amps up the conflict level between partners. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. Yeah. One of the, uh, one of the things I didn't expect to, to, um, to have to think about, and I, I still don't have a good answer, f- uh, on this for myself just yet is, um, what's your level of being out on your vacation? Right. So who, it, you know, who mm. am I introducing this person as, and you know what am I saying about uh, partner back home? For the most part, it it wasn't relevant. But you know we we did actually go on an excursion that involved uh, some other people, and so it was. I, I kept finding myself, uh, you know, having anecdotes that that involved cat, and you know, and then realizing, well, wait a minute. I, you know, I haven't told them that I'm married and I haven't told them that, you know, that this is, this is our girlfriend. And so like just falling, falling into my head, trying to figure out, you know, what the best course of action in this, in that situation is, you know, you could blow the random vanilla person's mind. Yeah. Blow their mind. Well, that's, that's the thing is like, do, do I, do I risk making this 13 hour day with these, (laughs) with these people really awkward or is this a really great opportunity to like um, to normalize this aspect of, of life by being a, you know the non monogamy ambassador to these people? Yeah. So um, I mean, you could be a story they tell. Yeah, that's, for years. Man, I wish we had this conversation before I went because yeah, that would <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, yeah, but but yeah, they they probably would have dined out on that for the rest of their life. <laughs> 
but yeah, that's that's something to, to maybe think about. You know, um, who are you to each other, and and you know, how are you going to describe that to other people? Because yeah. you you can make friends on vacation. You may mm-hmm. you may meet people that you want to fuck on vacation with your with your partner, and you know, and so how are you going to navigate these these things is an important uh, thing to, to to talk about. Yeah, and if you like, maybe connect enough that you're like, we should be Facebook friends. <laughs> yeah. Look you up, and they're like married to. Wait a minute, that's not the person I met. Um, you know, it, there could be. You don't want to put anyone into the position where they think they need to share something with your partner. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That good point. Um, and you know, and and um, anytime you're doing something new and and different that you know is kind of um, sort of uh, exploring new boundaries in your your open relationships. Uh, there's there's the potential for unexpected feelings, right? Like yeah, definitely. You know, and so um, and so this this could be way more intense than you expect it's going to be. Just like the first time your partner goes, you know, um, goes across town to you know to have sex with a new partner, and it is it is way more. It freaks you out way more than you ever expect it to be. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, something like this. It's new. It's it's different, and it's and it's separate from from what you what you normally do with with. Uh, uh, with the other people in your life. so Yeah, and it's interesting because it brought up for us just a lot of things that we hadn't thought to discuss in advance, like how much communication we were going to have. Yeah. Um, there were things that came up that I was, like, trying to not just, like, pester him with all the various, like, minutiae of my day that I would normally, like, we just banter back and forth all day and, you know, something goofy happens on the bus and I would tell him about it and I kept... I saw a cool pair of superstars. Yeah, I just kept self-censoring because I'm like, he doesn't need to know this. He should be focusing on his time with Iris. Like, this is their connection time. He, you know, sure, we're going to say hello and, and... good night and stuff but you know he just doesn't need the constant connection but i was really stressed and felt like very alone and adrift because of that but we had sure. talked about it and it yeah it was just because we hadn't thought to have that conversation because we hadn't done it before and so it was a real kind of learning curve like real hard kind of learning curve to to experience as we as we sorted that stuff out and as the days went on, you know, and, and, and this, as is so typical with so many things that you don't talk about, what we both wanted was actually pretty close together. Yeah. And, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, you know, and, and I, I I can imagine that some people, they do want, you know, some sort of, you know, uh, respectful privacy when they're, when they're with a partner, just, you know, maybe they, Maybe they they just want to be uh, present and you know really in in the moment of it and but you know for me I want my I want my relationships to to kind of be as normal as as possible so, you know so you know um, having all the kind of usual you know check ins you know little sort of you know love bids and stuff that you know that feels appropriate to me and um, you know and that's um, so, you know, yeah, so it turned out that we actually both wanted the same thing. Yeah. Hmm. So communication. Yeah. yeah. Talk to each other. Go figure. <laughs> yeah. You know, but, you know, the, the, um, what's ironic is, you know, this with, um, with Kat, because we've been together for 20 years, it didn't occur to us to talk about how much we were going to talk. 
Whereas with a couple of the other people that I have connections with, we did talk about how much we were going to talk. Right. Beca- because there would, you know, th- there's no presumption of some status quo or default. But, you know, the reality is that all relationships are a la carte. And so all relationships you need to need to determine, you know, what your, your comfort levels are and needs are. We often forget about that as time goes on, too. Yes. Uh, and it's why it, negotiation needs to be ongoing. And it can be one of the most difficult things ever to sort of reopen discussions because there's so much expectation that comes along with reopening a discussion. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so it it's it puts we're we're always in these precarious positions, but at the same time, they're probably not as precarious as we think they are. No, they, they we're really just uh, way too much inside our fucking heads. <laughs> yes, and this was a classic case of that because I was mm-hmm. so in my head about what I should be doing and shouldn't be doing, as opposed to just like asking him like. What do you want from me as far as communication goes? Do you want photos of the cats making weird faces? <laughs> like, is this stuff you want from me? And if I had just specifically asked, he'd have said, yeah. And, you know, I could have moved on. But instead, I spent <laughs> several days twisting myself in knots about it. Yeah. And, yeah, it's like the the use your words piece of it <laughs> is, is always important. Yeah, use your words. Everybody is perpetually four years old. Yeah. <laughs> um, conferences, as we had our, our lovely surprise uh, guest earlier, uh, you know, going to, <laughs> to different conferences is often a, a great way to, you know, meet people and connect and, and network. And it's also a lovely time to, uh, to hook up with sexy folks. It is. Well, I mean, the right conferences, I think. Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, possibly any conference. Possibly any conference. <laughs> sure, but. sure, yes, but I I feel like there needs to be a huge amount of uh upfront disclosure at those other conferences <laughs> because they're probably going to be full of monogamous people looking to cheat yeah. and that may not be your bag. Yeah. yeah. I mean, though at the same time there should be a lot of disclosure up front, so maybe I'm just, you know, making the obvious point. <laughs> Um, so yeah, in, in Vancouver, we just had, uh, what was it called? Con- Converge Con. Converge Con. Yeah. A, f- a few weeks ago. And, you know, and, and, you know, not only is it a, uh, a great place to, to meet, you know, out of town partners who are coming in for, for the convention, but, you know, just a, a great way to kind of expand your network of people, mm-hmm. uh, sure. you know, uh, f- just for, for sexy conversation and, and, you know, and, you know, maybe adding a few more to your usual play party call list. Yeah. Uh, play party. Yeah, and you, you know, there's often like awesome workshops and skill building and stuff yeah. like that as yeah. well as, uh, opportunities for things and um, there's sometimes like super organized you know play parties and orgies and stuff or sometimes there's spontaneous things that you've been chatting with people and they're like hey come up to our room at nine o'clock and <laughs> um, it can be a really uh really we can all night. go to there yes we can all go to there and i brought my throw so we're set <laughs> oh, uh, are you yeah. doing any conferences this year not this year, I don't think. No, no. no d- damn travel, damn travel, indeed. You know, it, and and uh, the conference we really liked sort of, you know, fell apart. So, oh boy, mm. there there are other conferences, and one uh, one of the other ones we wanted to go to just decided they're not doing it this year. So, you know, I think 2018 is going to be our conference year again. 
Right. Mm-hmm. When you're on, when you're off. Yeah. And so many of them are just like so far away from us. Like I would love to go to Woodhall or something like that. But oh yeah, it's, it's, just, it's, a, or, it's a hike. Yeah, um, it's a hike, and and there seem to be a lot more sort of on the east coast in the big cities um, as opposed to in our neck of the woods. So um, yeah. sex geek summer camp. Yeah, would love to do the sex geek summer camp, but yeah, it's just a little too far away. Yeah. Another option is hotel takeovers. I've never actually done one of those. No, no, no. I've I've never done one. Uh, I've I've talked to people who who have the you know the the couple that you know were our, our first uh, um, you know four way. Um, they 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 they've gone to hotel takeovers, and in fact, that was how she introduced him <laughs> to the lifestyle. Was whoa? They she booked it. They went to the hotel, and it wasn't till. He saw people walking around with no clothes on that he realized that something was up. <laughs> That's, a bold That's a ballsy move. Yeah. That's a really bold choice. But yeah. you know, it 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 worked, you know, and, and so I think he was like real you know, really freaked out and didn't know that this was for him. But if you ever met him, you would assume that this was for him, right? Like <laughs> this seems so much so him. And she she really knew her audience. Yeah. So so I, I would say to listeners, don't spring this on your partner unless you really, no. really, really know them. <laughs> um, Even so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I, we wouldn't say we would recommend just no. it happened to work in this um, situation. Yeah, you, you, can, you can really be lucky and yeah. still not be right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, a good, that's a good point. That's fair. Um, but our lovely friends Mal and Peach have done this kind of thing quite a few times. Um, there's that uh, Naughty and Nolans uh, event that happens that they've gone to, and there's like it's a big busy weekend of events with theme nights and and all sorts of crazy things. So, um, and quite a few of the local um, like swinger groups and that kind of thing. I get emails about various hotel takeovers sort of, you know, relatively locally and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, we just haven't gone and checked one of those out. Yeah. And, and there, and from what I understand, um, at most of these types of events and non-norms in particular, there are often a lot of kind of like spinoff or like satellite events, okay. right? Mm-hmm. So things that are, that are going on, you know, in, you know, in the hotels, but, you know, not associated with, with the, the actual takeover, um, or, you know, nearby in nearby, uh, hotels or, you know, or locals who've organized things. So, you know, there, there can be a lot of stuff that isn't on the itinerary that isn't on the schedule at all. Yeah, definitely. A lot of these, you know, lifestyle vacations that are, you know, sort of, sort of organized around, uh, you know, uh, swinging and meeting, um, theme nights are kind of a reoccurring theme. Mm-hmm. And they are. Yeah. So I wanted to talk a little bit about about theme nights because you know this is something that's going to going to come up again and again in in uh, in travel, even you know even locally. Yeah. Uh, uh, one one of the great things about these theme nights, and you know especially for you know geeks and you know and and sci fi nerds and stuff, is that um, there's there's a high level there's often a high level of uh, participation from men, whereas you know traditionally there's there's not an equivalent of male lingerie other than, you know, like a, I don't know, like... Red satin boxers. Red satin boxers, yeah. I guess. Hey, I have some of those. (laughs) 
silk boxers with hearts or lipstick marks on um, them. Yeah. No, no, I, I have polka dots. Does oh, that polka count? dots. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, you'll have to. I have hot peppers on one pair. Okay, <laughs> you can send photos with the polka dots. Just, just if you happen <laughs> yeah. to think of that, just say it. <laughs> So, you know, um, one of the... <laughs> totally appropriate. Yeah, yeah, super appropriate. <laughs> you know, this this is about... This is a sexy podcast. True. <laughs> you can flirt however you want. It's your fucking podcast. I mean, come on. Don't let the listeners affect your... you The way you do things. Okay. I suffer for my art. Okay. They should not cock block you. <laughs> All right, because I am... <laughs> I'm enjoying uh, the visual of the polka dot boxers. Um. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, now Jeez. I'm getting giggly and blushy. This is embarrassing. Okay, so what were we talking about? We were talking about theme nights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, um, you know, and and I I mentioned male participation, and so we started talking about Cooper's underwear. <laughs> um, now I'm thinking about the costuming, and I'm thinking about the jumpsuit, yeah. and... But you know Cooper's Cooper's um, uh, lingerie of preference is just his cock hanging out. Like it is, yeah. Like, <laughs> well, you know, I I actually don't uh, get into the themes very much. <laughs> no, I, I I feel like, and this this may be just me being judgy, but I feel like the reason uh, swinger parties and clubs do themes is to give people who are really nervous, something to hang on to. Yeah, yeah. Something to do to feel, you know, some some direction to move that moves them in a, you know, vague, vaguely sexy direction. Yes. Um, and, and then at the same time, I don't like forced fun. Hmm. I don't like uh, mixing uh, type activities. I don't like uh, like when we go to play parties that do uh do role playing like here's how to say no. I don't want to do that shit at all ever. I mean, I <laughs> there's nothing less appealing to me than sort of pretending to interact with people. If I want to role like play, really I want to I want to roll up my own character. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. You need the dice and you need some pieces of paper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, roll those stats and but there are some themes that I enjoy, and I do participate in themes at our desire trips because I think it's odd if I don't participate in <laughs> themes. But when I don't, I'm usually – I just skedaddle so it doesn't look like I'm actively not participating. <laughs> but a lot of the time, like, I've, I've found because the, the theme nights there are, are quite different than the standard – well, when we're in charge anyway. Yeah, um, it's because it's, we're in charge. That's it's what just it amazing to get to see what people have done and to, to geek out over that stuff. So Yeah, even if you're not participating, Cooper, you should at least, like, breeze, breeze through and get a look. Oh, I do. Yeah. I've, I've, yeah, I've seen every night there. Good. I just uh, – yeah. yeah. There's, there's a lot of recurring themes that come up a lot, like – glow party um there's there's usually something kind of uh, like formal-ish mm -hmm. you know somehow yeah. um there's there's generally a playboy i was gonna rip say off unfortunately party. there's usually like playboy bunnies and millionaires billionaires um, 
millionaires aren't sexy anymore. It's billionaires. Oh, okay. It's got to be billionaires. <laughs> um, and there's there's the, always the sexy schoolgirl. Yeah. Um, and there's often like either like it's like schoolgirls and like rebels or schoolgirls and professors or something. Yeah. Like there's often like quite a power dynamic thing there. There's That's often the other reason I don't and... really like those themes is because they all feel sort of icky. Yeah. And they feel like uh, like and and the glow party to me I like. Again, I'm a grumpy person, and this is not my thing, and I'm not trying to yuck anyone's yum, but I feel like glow parties are raves for people who've never been to raves, and thrown by people who've clearly never been to raves. <laughs> and I, I, I recognize that sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it, it, Desire, um, Swing Set started taking over Desire, it went to Desire before they started taking it over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, the swing set wasn't in charge of the themes for many years. And so there's, there's kind of a tradition of subverting the, the resort themes that I, I think is actually pretty common for. When we turned a uh, cowboy night into space cowboys. Yeah. I that, think. Yeah. That, that type of thing. And that I must admit, like that was the thing that like, I was interested in going desire to desire when I first heard about it. Um, uh-huh. But when I heard that you'd done the Cowboys to Space Cowboys, I was like, <laughs> I just, I was like, messaged him and I'm like, we're going. Like, we have to go. And this was like, probably like a month after I met you online that I was uh-huh. like, we're going to this thing. Like, we're, we're totally going to this thing. Um, because like, if people would, would turn it into like a Serenity Space Cowboy thing, I was just like, I had to be with those people. Yeah. Um, and I was so uncomfortable the first year at Desire when I saw that there was like the Playboy Bunny theme and stuff like that. And when I got there and I was just like, fuck it. I just wore like other costumes. <laughs> I was just like, I'm just going to wear cute things. I'm going to wear like my R2D2 And it's just like, it's random and it's nothing to do with anything, but you know, I look good. So I'm just going to wear it and I'm not wearing a fucking bunny suit. Um, and so, you know, and, and, and when I saw people, that had switched it up, had yeah. had uh, done the crossplay, or had done like you know sort of creepy bunnies, or had done like things like that. I was like, these are my people. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, in, in fact, what what I suggested is that we 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 get some like creepy, like you know, enigmatic uh, bunny masks <laughs> and dress in like you know Matrix style outfits. Yes. So you know, black mask. You really need the comments. Frank mask from Donnie Darko, I think. Yeah. To, yes. yes. To really subvert your standard Playboy bunny yeah. party, but well, they would not know what to do with that at all. Although we discovered that accidentally this year. On the on one of the nights, we actually had dressed as Bunny and Billionaire because I had gone as Judy Hopps from yes, yes. from uh, Zootopia, and he was dressed as Tony Stark, and <laughs> um, we were like, "Oh my god, we did that theme." <laughs> you did it, yeah. Every time you try to get out, they pull yeah, you they back pull in. Pull you back yeah. in. Yeah. So you know, it, it's kind of um, striking a tough balance between you, you know not like yucking on their yum, not tr- you know, not trying to like ruin their fun, but also mm-hmm. you know be be free to have your own fun. You know, wear what the fuck you want, and if you if you want to do do you know gender flipping or add you know geeky twists or whatever, then 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 go for it. I'm I, you know you're you're gonna meet some cool people if you do that in an otherwise you know pretty what could be a pretty mixed environment and hard to filter through um and you know and one of the one of the very slight 
um, you know, downsides to swing set taking over is that um, there, there's not like a, a, a flock of muggles to freak out with our, <laughs> with our deviant interpretations of the theme nights. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that trade off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, it's, it's a, it's, a good it's worth it. I think we, yeah. I think we come out ahead in the, in the trade. So. And the first year I was there, I did, you know, give a guy a talk about like, the patriarchy and why the themes were inappropriate and i think i made an impression like he he had some things to go think about afterwards so it it can be like sometimes being a strident feminist and you know just kind of being like no i'm not taking this Um, (laughs) can you know perhaps open someone's eyes um so you know moving on we one of the things that um that Peach and Mal have done because apparently they they do all the traveling like mm-hmm. they, they do all all the swinger stuff they uh, they've done cruises swinger cruises um, mm-hmm. I and I don't know anyone else who's who's been on them um, but they they sound very much like like hotel takeovers yeah. just yeah. on a boat you know he, these are there's some areas that are clothing optional and then there's some areas that where you can have designated play otherwise keep it in your room and then we've got theme nights and you know and presumably entertainment staff that badgers you into getting involved in their goofy games <laughs> yeah <laughs> that would yeah that would be my guess too <laughs> you know, badgered and, is the, the the word that that i use yeah. you know and 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 i i like i like uh, cruise ships you know i think it's a um a pretty a pretty great vacation because you know you're kind of you know, trapped in a way you, you can't, you know, a lot of vacation, there's a lot of stress about, Oh, you want want to have all the fun, see all the things, do all the excursions. Um, you know, uh, whereas on a cruise ship, you're some days you just have to chill out because there you mm-hmm. are, you're on, you're on the boat. Um, and they, the, and the staff take amazing care of you. So, so, you know, I can, I can really see how a swinger cruise would be a, a pretty great experience combining, you know, those elements with, uh, um, you know, meeting sexy people and having sex with them. Sure. And you're on a motherfucking boat. And you're on a boat. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I've, uh, I've been tempted by that. But it comes, it, for me, it comes down to the, the same thing as the travel is I, I have such limited travel in a given year. And why would I ever want to go any place other than desire? <laughs> Yeah, I don't. That's I don't, just me. Yeah, I don't know that I would that I would want to s- spend the money on a on a cruise ship over Desire. No. Yeah. Um, but maybe I would do both if I had the money. If I didn't have to choose, yeah. then it'd be a different question. Yeah. 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 Or ideally, get get paid to to be there. <laughs> <laughs> I've yet to, I've yet to thread that needle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I should point out that that um, that the the cruise ships and the resorts um, they they don't they don't uh, allow sex work. Uh, from guests so right. um so that that's not one of the ways you could get paid to be there <laughs> that's a bit of a segue into talking about swinger resorts um like desire and like aphrodite's which is uh the resort that coop talks about in approaching the swingularity his new book that is out now so why 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 is uh swing set taking over desire and not aphrodite this doesn't make any sense to me if you like <laughs> aphrodite so much I would totally go to there. I mean, like, it's it's like I I, I tweaked everything that I wanted tweaked. It's, yeah. it's my my God mode version of desire. <laughs> I put the right 
uh, cheat code in. Have you been to any of the other swing resorts or only Desire? No, I haven't. I, you know, I, I got it right the first time. Yeah. So I, I feel like, uh, again, I could take the risk and try these others, but I would just be so upset if it wasn't as good. And honestly, from everyone who's ever gone to a swinger resort, I've never heard anyone think it was as good. Mm-hmm. You know, as the people who go to all the resorts, who've been to Hedo, who've been, they just, it's not the same. There's something about this one. Even the nicer Desire in Cancun, Desire Pearl, yeah. the people who go to both are just like, yeah, it's nicer, but it also feels richer and it feels more mellow. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when I come back to this one, it feels more accessible. And I totally get that. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, it's it's really just this weird position of of knowing way too much about how much I love this place. <laughs> and I just can't imagine improving on it. And it, it does have an intriguing feeling of like, it's kind of grounded and very real, despite being kind of like an alien place. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, what's the Risa is the, the pleasure oh, yeah. planet. Yeah. 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 Well, it's it's because it is uh, it is as as accessible goes for expensive vacations. Yeah, because yeah. it is expensive. Yeah, um, but it doesn't have that weird aspect of nothing. You you can see the workings of it. You can see the people doing things. You can see how uh, the resort is running, rather than everything's behind the scenes, and you should never see anyone you do. You know, it's. Yeah. It doesn't feel artificial, I think. Yeah. yeah, And the resort staff is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah they are. They're, they're great and they do everything they need to do well, but they're also real people. Yeah. Yeah. And... Yep, it, they're warm and... Yeah. Yeah. And it was cool. Like, that's... Um, the resort's, like, very, very... <laughs> very, very? They very, 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 very. much. Um, they very, <laughs> very... Uh, okay. <laughs> Boy, that went away from me. <laughs> Uh, depending on where you go, you're going to get a different experience. Um, and also depending when you go, because as much as I have loved our the two years that we have spent at Desire, I don't think I could go there at a time that it wasn't the swing set crew. Mm-hmm. As beautiful as it is, like, and even the going in the Friday night before everyone had arrived on the Saturday, it was nice to go in and kind of settle and be there uh, ahead of everything. It was just such a different place that night compared to the next day when it was all um, the swing set crew. And um, yeah. yeah, And, and, you know, and I got, I got dragged on stage and conscripted into a a striptease contest. That is true. (laughs) Where I came in, I came in second. He did. Second place. 2016 Stripte- Striptease Champion Desire Resort. Um, I when when the other when the other finalist jumped up and started uh, humping the statue in the fountain. Yeah, I knew it was over. Yeah. Like that was it. I was not. There was no way I was going to come back from that move. That move. That yeah. was that was, the, that was a killer move. <laughs> and knowing how mortified you were like, <laughs> in that moment, because this is not something Flick would do. Right. If a, you know, gorgeous leggy woman hadn't pulled him up onto a stage. Um. Well, it was it was a terrible no-win situation, right? Because uh, either 
I do something that I don't want to do, or um, I I look like a coward who you know has, who is chickened out of this the this thing. So so yeah, I'd, um, th- for for people who are considering going to Desire with Swing Set, um, that does not happen. Yeah. Under this, in swing fact, we specifically watch. have yeah. told the staff not to do that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we will. We we engage each other and we have our own fun. We do, we don't need mandatory fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and places uh, like that are often couples only. Uh, mm-hmm. Though some of the other resorts, from what I understand, allow some singles or or Hedo like, allows singles. Yeah, yeah, Hedo allows singles, which is why it is much more of a. Of a party atmosphere, it's it's a from what I understand, it's it's like it's like a spring break atmosphere. Mm. Yeah, you know, like lots of young people getting really crazy and drunk, drunk as fuck, and um, you know, and that is that is not desired at all. Desired. The best way I ever heard it described is, Hito is a swinger resort. Desire is a regular resort. That l- allows swinging. Yeah, mm. that's actually really yeah. a really good description. Yeah. So if if you look, if you like think of a swingers club and then a nightclub, you get two very distinctly different impressions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And it's it is definitely that case with Desire. Desire is it's it's not to the level of Sandals because Sandals needs to convince people to come there for other reasons. Yeah. Desire Desire doesn't need to do that. So, but it is it is fancy. It the food is good, the staff is great, you know, and Yeah. I again, I can't speak to Hito terribly much just from what I've been told about it. Yeah, it's secondhand for us as well. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, you're you're going to get a variety like of of people and of like attitudes about consent anytime you go <laughs> yeah. and, and mix in in groups and yeah and and un, you know most swinger um, events um, have people who are part of the lifestyle and, and so probably have some level of of um, being informed but resorts I think sometimes have people who have no experience and so they yeah. will have no information about consent culture and so um yeah there's uh one of the great things about about being with with a group is knowing that that group has an understanding of of you know of those those types of issues yeah and it doesn't mean that you'll never have a bad experience but that overall um you know people have have more cohesive attitudes about that sort of thing. You can sort of trust that people are trying at least to get the good word out before someone violates something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And again, if, as we talked about earlier, if you're using your words and just being super upfront and clear about your boundaries and, and play style and, and needs ahead of anything um, that can help prevent um, some of the more uncomfortable situations um, Absolutely, but yeah. is not going to guarantee that someone's not going to touch your butt without asking if that's well, cool. Well, yeah, and and you know, I think one of the biggest you know distinctions between like sex positive uh, consent culture and you know resort rules is you know re- resort rules typically say no means no, and that's the old thing that we heard when we were kids. Yeah, you know, as as sex geeks, we we don't want to no- just not get a no. We want an right. enthusiastic yes. Yeah. So consent is about is about you know getting a yes, not you know going until you hear a no. 
Yeah, we we put that right up front. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's one of those things where when you go to any event, you want to sort of get a feel for who's running it yeah. and what their impression of what swinging should be is. And it's one of the reasons I don't go to a lot of events because I don't agree with a lot of opinions about what swinging is. Yeah. And I feel like life is short. Why should I go any uh, go for any type of swinging that isn't this ideal version that I've worked so fucking hard to <laughs> uh, curate here, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah, Which sounds uh, really snobby. Utopia. No, but but I mean that was why we decided to like fly across the continent and yeah. and come meet up because that felt right to us. So, you know, maybe it is snobby, but it, it's the right kind of snobby. <laughs> like, it's our kind it, of snobbery, it's, Cooper. It's, it's what it, there, there are definitely people who are looking for, um, oh, I hate saying higher level. There are people who are looking for a specific kind of consent and interaction, a safe space where they can actually let their hair down and explore their sexuality without having to worry about a lot of the bullshit that comes part and parcel with the traditional heteronormative style of swinging. Yeah. No, one, one of, there's, there's stress associated with um, implicit consent. Which yeah. is, you know, you need to be vigilant because you need to uh, you, you you need to communicate that and deal with people who don't get you who don't observe your nonverbal communication. So yes, absolutely, um, yeah, yeah, and particularly as a woman, I could be in the hot tub and scoot by people, and yeah, like there might be someone who is enjoying the the feeling of my body brushing against them, but I'm not getting the like <laughs> you know kind of <laughs> reaction unless it's someone who you know we have that kind of relationship already <laughs> yeah. um so it i i feel very safe yeah. in that environment to be naked and to be slutty and to not have to feel like i constantly have to be on my guard yeah. against what might happen if i if i bend over to get a drink off the ledge um, in the hot tub or something like that. Like it's such a different experience to, to feel that free as a woman in those kind of environments. Well, and isn't that the, the, the thing that people should really recognize about this is that you create an environment for people to feel safe in and they will feel safe enough to do this exploration and make the party amazing. Yeah. And I've seen that blossom over the years as we took over. <laughs> like, we did a hostile takeover yeah. of Desire. Uh, we went from 27 couples in year one, something like that, to now 111. And it was just a gradual thing where it's just like, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm sick of having to deal with people who don't get us, people who use... Uh, hateful slurs against uh, yeah. us. And it's just, it's not worth it to me. And in that time, I've seen what it looks like when you create a truly safe space to explore. And it's really amazing. And it's only, I mean, it's only amazing if that's what you're interested in is seeing what it looks like when people really feel comfortable and uh, 
especially can explore things they've never tried before. Like we had BDSM, uh, a full BDSM group and night and dungeon takeover. And that doesn't happen at Desire. And seeing people who'd never experienced that going up to the dungeon and asking questions and wanting to try things. Oh, that's just, that's, that makes everything worth it to me. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. And, and having like all the toys out at things and people just coming by to ask about it. And maybe then like going off and getting a demo of something that they're super curious about. And that just being a thing that they feel they like they can do and it's, yeah. it's super cool and for those of us who are who are really geeky about our about our toys and about you know skills we might have and things it's like oh please let me show you yeah. as opposed yeah. to <laughs> like oh my god i can't believe you don't know what this is <laughs> um you know but like that said it it's worth talking about, um, you know, and as it comes up in the book a few times about how it is also like quite stressful and exhausting. <laughs> yes, um, it is. You know, you kind of need a vacation after your vacation. Or most of us, we take that vacation right in the middle of the trip. Yeah. It's just like we, we melt down. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I think I need a break. Yeah. I'm going to sure. take today off. But I, yeah. you know, I've found that I've needed to have a number of days off when I've got yeah. home um, to just be like, holy shit. Um, and you're often, you often are sick because you've made out with like nearly <laughs> Usually, in, in fact, yeah. Um, yeah. And if, even if you haven't personally made out with everyone in the resort, the people that you've <laughs> made out with have probably like, you've probably covered like 75% of the people by the time the very people you've made out with have made out with yeah. everyone else the transitive um, property is really uh, oh, i'm sure it's two degrees of separation yeah, yeah. so it's, we like it's, yeah. we all came home very sick this past year <laughs> um which was quite a thing we're really selling your trip here yeah it's, it's super hot get a terrible terrible illness um well, let, let's be clear. This terrible, terrible illness is yeah, a variant was, on the cold. It's yeah, a minor. probably it's, getting in yeah. November anyway. It is yeah. the common cold. It is rhinovirus. And that if you you're going to get anyway. a cold, wouldn't it be great to get it yes. in a resort <laughs> and because you made out with all sorts of sexy people? Yeah. And uh, there we should, go. I should actually, it that should be a poll quote on one of your one of your ads, actually. <laughs> Yeah, because I I would think back and I would I would be like you know coughing and and stuff, but just be like thinking about what I had done to earn that. And, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. felt pretty good. We all pay a penance. Yeah, and um, that's okay. But it could also be surprisingly emotional. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, you know, you you put all these people in in this crucible of. Uh, interconnected relationships you know with new and old and so they're processing their own feelings they're processing their partner's feelings their partner's you know the interrelationship stuff it's so um extreme and intense that it's like it's like you truly you're burning at a thousand percent for a week it's and well, and 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 what one of the things I I describe it as, and you know, and this this holds true for for all kinds of of sexy vacationing is, um, you you can get months of of the equivalent of months of your regular life in terms <laughs> of non monogamous uh, dating and swinging activity mm. condensed yeah. into a week. 
Like you, you'll, you'll, you know, uh, instead of, you know, seeing, seeing this partner this week and this partner that week, you're, you're seeing, you know, you might, you might see multiple partners a day and have, you know, a really intense experience. And plus you've got that, that whole, it's, you know, that summer camp phenomenon of like yeah. that intense bonding and, um, and the ticking clock. And the yes. ticking clock, and you know, oh my God, when are we going to? You know, we're going to be best friends for you know, like the, the all this stuff. <laughs> and you could catch feels for somebody who doesn't oh, yeah. catch feels for you, um, or or catch feels for someone who does, and and try to figure out you know how to how that's going to integrate into your your life when you go back home. Um, and you live thousands of miles apart. And you live thousands of miles apart. You know, and and um, you know, are you and, trying to tell me you love me, Flip? I told you that at Dyer. I love you too. I love Aww. you too, buddy. Um, seeing partners. And now, wait a minute. I, I he said I love. <laughs> he said I love you too. I said I love you too, buddy. Is the buddy like? Is that is that a you thing? You want a buddy? Is yeah. Or, I, or, I said I love well, you too. Or, buddy. or do you think? Do you think it's 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 like it's mellowing a, the I do love you? Think you? That's like the, the equivalent of a back tap. Yeah, I think it like is. A, I comma think it's man, the back tap. comma gave, bro. Yeah, I gave you the I gave you the the verbal equivalent of the bro hug back tap. Okay, well, oh, why man. don't you try again? Well, I hold on. It. No, I what I I got you here. So when what you said is that you told me that you love me. Too. So you're tell you're you're referencing something in the past, and the thing you're referencing, you actually just said, "I love you." <laughs> so and there was no back pat and it it made cat all squishy I, so i i think you're I'm golden like, I'm starting whether to cheer whether up. you're comfortable this with it or not case dismissed <laughs> <laughs> there's no need for the jury to retire <laughs> <laughs> but much like i'm doing right now seeing your partner immersed in in someone else um, <laughs> can be like surprisingly challenging um yes I, I found the first year that that we were there even though we had we played together like in foursome experiences and threesomes and and that sort of thing i had i hadn't seen him you know on dates with other people and so seeing him like making out with someone in the line at the buffet was yeah. strangely difficult even though I had maybe seen him making out with that exact same person, like on our bed an hour before that. Well, it's contextual, isn't it? Yeah. And so seeing that, that kind of um, intimacy out of context can be challenging. And I know that he had referenced something similar, like seeing, seeing me kissing someone and just like, it's like the world had vanished and, and Hmm. that sort of thing. And just, feeling this just like weird sort of discordant like out of place feel in that situation can just like hit you out of the blue yeah so you're like i'm comfortable with her making out with that person i feel good about this in in all the the normal circumstances but just somehow in this context it feels weird and scary yeah and you know and and for uh you know for our sophomore year um (laughs) is that is that that that, Am I using that right? There's yeah, I'm like, we're not American. We I don't, don't quite understand how that no, works. No, that, that's, that's correct. Well okay. done. <laughs> this year is going to be your junior year. My junior year. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, Do we get, like, letter jackets? <laughs> I mean, you can. <laughs> the question is, are you going varsity? <laughs> but we've got to decide. Um, the uh, 
having people that um, that I you know I, I I was involved with you know either you know at the resort last uh, the previous year or you know we had gone to meet um, at their you know their hometowns uh, in between um, or that you know I I had connected to you know over Twitter and started you know and and started seeing started coming to visit me like you know um, sort of navigating multiple relationships there at, you know, just added an extra amount of stress and complexity. You know, you want to, you want to be, you know, give enough attention to all the people you want to spend time with and also leave enough room for new experiences and experiences with, with people that you, you might not get to see otherwise. And, yeah. you know, and so, um, you know, juggling those things was a real, uh, um, um, stressor for me and has, you know, has really made me, you know, think a lot about, you know, trying, trying to figure out, you know, uh, how to communicate what I want, how to understand what I want, instead of trying to balance everything that other, everybody else wants from me. Well, I think that's a very important thing to work on, too, that I still have yet to figure out is how to deal with what people want and expect from me versus what I actually want yeah. from the trip. Uh, or or the conference or the meetup or any of those yeah. things. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because it can – and it is very tempting to – in the run-up to these things to make all these grandiose plans and then very overwhelming once you have plans. Yes. You know, like Because you don't go on vacation and schedule – well, I mean some people do. But you generally don't schedule an entire week's worth of activities. You want to kind of – play by ear and see what happens yeah because you never know what can come out of these trips it's true you never you never know and you know and and one one pro tip i would i would give out there for listeners that uh that cooper always gives is you know if if there's uh if there's something that you want to do and there's someone you want to do it with to do that as soon as you can not yeah. you know don't don't assume that there's going to be time because yeah. Yeah. Because you know something else might happen. You might you might get sick. Somebody you know they 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 might end up spending time doing something else, um, and or you might you know it just it just might not happen for a variety of reasons, and and then the week is done. Mm-hmm. Time makes fools of us all. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's genius, Cooper. You should write that. Down. <laughs> yeah, it's original. It's one hundred percent original, Cooper S. Beckett. TM. Don't. Google that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you don't want to overschedule yourself, but you also But you need, also don't want to underschedule. Exactly. You need to schedule a certain amount of things that are your priorities. Like yeah. if you yeah. are going in with like wanting to make really specific things happen, you have to get those things, you know, out in the open, talk to the people you want to do with them with, um, and and actively make it happen because if you don't, they won't. Yeah. Yeah. It, it comes down to the the be willing to ask for what you want. Yeah, yeah. And and don't you know we only have the moment right now. We know we have that. Yeah. And that's so true in every aspect of life. But it's it's especially true when um, I I've noticed that in the past a, a lot of the time in in my life I would not say what I wanted and then go home and wish I had and usually tell the person I wish I'd said it to. And they're like, yeah, you really, really should have said that. (laughs) And at that point I can't because it's too late, literally. So yeah, it's, it's, 
it's the hardest thing in the world to ask for what you want. Yeah. Um, but you absolutely should always do it, period. Yeah. Yeah. And be okay with not getting what you want. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like being yeah. being willing to ask for what you want and and being willing for the other person to say no, um, or it just not happening for whatever reason. Um, but not feeling like you can't ask for what you want because they might say no. Right. Which right. is often I get in my head about like asking to get needs met because I don't want to upset someone. Um, and it's like, well, I can just ask them and they can say no and we can both move on. Like it's right. it, it's a different or they could say yes. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's it's they could bit. stare at you with their. With their thousand-yard stare, and I could, like, start to cry and run out of the room? No. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's possible, I suppose. It's just very unlikely. Um, just like my always assumption that I'm going to get knocked down and have my balls stepped on. It's, it's possible, yes. What? This is a very fear of unlikely. yours? Yeah. No, I, 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 I used to think that you know all all sorts of horrible things were going to happen when i actually asked for what i want and, wow uh, it's, wow it's i just, just very unlikely i just, I just think th- everyone's going to stop loving me yeah <laughs> be, re- be realistic wow. cooper <laughs> that's more that's more existentially problematic <laughs> but maybe it's because i have internal genitalia who knows yeah. um, less stomping fear yeah. It's just much harder. It's just much harder to stomp on. <laughs> okay, this is going down a dark path. Yeah. But as a much more fun topic, you yeah. sometimes will feel really rejected <laughs> if your people are spending time with others. Yeah. And there's... That's why you got to exercise that compersion. Exactly. And there's the case of, you know, there's the new shiny yeah. that um, is, is you know, all of us are very guilty of, you know, just like having that, that, that new shiny experience and, and being very lost in it. Um, and there's also, you know, if you want to, like, if you go with a, um, a, an anchor partner, and you want to have like solo time with them, you know, you might, like you need to negotiate that and actually talk about it because yeah. there is sometimes, or if you go and meet up with other people that you have opportunities to play with at home, you know, much like the characters in the book who, that there were two couples that, that went who are involved. Um, and, and there's the concern that like, they're not going to want to play together because like, we could just do that elsewhere. Yeah. So, you know, you need to actually have those conversations. And if it's important that, you know, every morning you spend with your anchor partners, the two of you, um, you need to actually say those things. Yeah. yeah. And both be on that page or yes. negotiate something or negotiate that, that something. is a working, yeah. you know, alternative. Yeah. Because it's never, it, there's nothing worse than having the expectation that something's going to be one way, but not having talked about it at all and have your partner be on a completely different page. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, because it is such an incredible opportunity to just have experiences that you're not going to be able to have anywhere else. Yeah. And I get distracted easily because there's a lot going on. <laughs> I like, like a lot. Yeah. And so it's really easy for me to be just like, oh, yeah, you, uh, uh, you know, and then start having this conversation over here. And I don't realize what I've just done. Yeah. You know, I don't realize I've forgotten about someone because it's, there's so much going on. We know most people have never been in an environment where there are literally this many people who may want to talk to you. It's just 
it's hard to even fathom. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. So one of the things that that comes up for me a lot, I don't know if this is uh, you know a common experience, but um, but the the whole sexy travel. It, it catalyzes a lot of in-depth conversations between us. You know, yeah. like mm-hmm. we, we spend, uh, you know, pretty much the entire trip on these long flights home, very long flights home, just, just talking and talking and talking and, you know, probably, you know, louder than you normally would about <laughs> having been at a swinger vacation and stuff. And the orgies. Mm-hmm. And the orgies, yeah. Um, you know, it, and, and not all of it is just playing remember when. Um, you know, um, most of it is just, you know, just new ideas and things that have, you know, clicked in our, in our heads, things that were tough, things that we would do differently. Yeah. Just processing the whole thing. Because I mean, there is so much to process when you've spent a week having this experience. And even if you go and you don't play with anyone else and you just have this experience with your partner, there would still be a huge amount to process just being in an environment like that. Absolutely. And that's how you really develop a lot of uh, techniques on how to, how to deal with the conflict and deal with the events is because you're, you're, you're taking these moments and you're processing things and, or processing. (laughs) Processing, processing. I can't even remember which which I say it anymore. Vulgar American version. (laughs) Uh, Perfect. Where you're taking these things and, you may not even have a language to discuss them yet. Yeah. Well, and, and so a lot of it's developing that. Yeah, and and you know, and a lot of it is talking about things that you may have observed in in other people, like mm-hmm. you know, wow, you know these these people, you know, they they have parents and they did the, you know, and they were able to make this work, or you know, this, um, you know, we. We, we've never played separately, but these people were playing separately within, you know, five minutes of arriving at the resort and stuff. And, you know, <laughs> and, and people, people draw, um, you know, kind of like, you know, inspiration and stuff because, you know, you just may not know that this is a way that your relationship could work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's and a great thing. It really is. Right. And, and it's, um, you know, if, if you're doing something like this, it's hard to imagine, that uh that that your relationship won't change you know and probably probably for the better but even just you know with the uh maybe in some small ways with you know just uh just new ideas for for how to move forward in your open relationship or just new ways to communicate with each other um and and maybe you know letting go of some some rules and some you know some uh some you know restrictions that you know that that you realize you you just don't need anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it seems a pretty great place to wrap it up. Um, before we go, I just wanted to read a review that um, I got an, a lovely email from a woman and her husband, and so I just wanted to read that. Uh, I'm hearing this for the first time, so any of my reactions <laughs> will be, will be genuine. Authentic. Yeah, genuine. <laughs> my pony. Lord. Um, I just wanted to drop a line and say thank you for your podcast. My husband and I have been exploring non-monogamy for about three years, being on the younger end of the spectrum of open relationships. It's been a fun and interesting ride. 
I have read everything and listened to many podcasts and having found the wet coast has been amazing. We really feel connected to what you say and how you feel and your honest communication between one another as a primary unit. So thank you. Keep them coming as I listen to them all on my latest long uh, as I listen to them all on my latest long haul flight, giggling, nodding my head, taking notes and blushing the whole time. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you so much. So, and um, yeah, I, I, where I, I'm, I'm curious about where they're going. Are they going on a long haul flight to a sexy vacation? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, so yes, we'd love to hear from you. If you, if you have reviews, we also really, really love you. If you post those reviews on uh, things like iTunes and Stitcher. Um, but please, if you don't feel free to, to email us or tweet us any of that information too. So before we go, let's just uh, give you a chance to uh, give all of your information again, Coop. Um, sure. Uh, where they can get the new book and where they can find you, etc. So you can find me at cooperspeckett.com. You can buy all three of my books uh, at cooperspeckett.com. And I am an independent publisher, so I appreciate it when people buy books from there. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook and all of the social media, also at Cooper S. Beckett. My podcast, Life on the Swing Set, is at lifeonthesingset.com. Well, thank and the you. new book is called Approaching the Swingularity. I got to get better at that. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And if you use code WETCOAST at checkout, you can save 10%. There you go. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it's done, people. That's how you negotiate discounts. <laughs> <laughs> you, you declare them. <laughs> well, it was. It, it's in our closing notes from the previous <laughs> things, so I'm, I'm hoping it's still accurate. But... Thank you well, for- it is now. <laughs> but thank you for listening. Um, as I just said, you can boost our visibility by rating us and leaving us a review on iTunes or Stitcher, and it helps get us into the ear holes of more listeners. Follow us on Twitter at Wet Coast Cat, at Sirius Flick, at On the Wet Coast. You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash On the Wet Coast. Email us at contact on the wet You can read Kat's blog at on the wet or on life on the swing under the blog heading, you guessed it, on the wet coast. And you can hear a lot more of Kat by buying the audiobook of Cooper S. Beckett's novel, A Lifeless Monogamous, hey. at a lifeless monogamous.com and enter the code wet coast at checkout to save 10%. And you can also get it at audible.com. And you can check out other awesome sex-positive podcasts on the Swingset Network at swingset.fm. This is America's favorite sex geek, Reed Mahalko of readaboutsex.com, and you're listening to a Swingset podcast at swingset.fm. Uh, yeah, I was like, Coop has a new book. <laughs> so I'm like your your promotion machine just being out there like, you she's, should read this book. You she's should, your hype man. All these people should buy oh, this I, book. I appreciate that. Yeah. I need that. Yeah, she's, 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 like, she's like your uh, Flava Flav. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, it, I, I think about that when I see see you, Kat. <laughs> it's Flava Flav. With a giant clock necklace. Yeah, yeah and the grill. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. a grill. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm a little disturbed. So perhaps <laughs> we should get back on topic. <laughs>